Hello, this is Erica Sicoccio with Practical Biz Podcast. Today, I am joined with Joe Brito from Bank RI. Um, Joe and I met each other a couple years ago, um, but I've had a long relationship with Bank RI. And um, when I thought about bringing um, a bank in to talk with our uh, audience, um, you were the first uh, bank on my mind. So um, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so what I find is many of the folks that come to us for uh, coaching and helping, especially at the beginning of a startup, one of the places where they really struggle is financing and how do I get it? Where do I get it? What are the best options? Um, so I thought this would make a, a great um, addition to our collection to to help out as many small businesses as possible. Um, so over the time that I've worked with Bank RI, we, I feel like probably used every kind of loan or program that was available uh, to us. We have done uh, lines of credit. We have done loans. We have done real estate loans. Uh, we did PPP with you. Um, yeah, so I think we've, we've probably had seven or eight different types of um, transactions. We also use you as our commercial bank, uh, you know, for our standard checking and, and, and so forth. So we've always found um, everyone at the bank to be super helpful. So uh, today what I'd like to cover maybe is if you could just talk a little bit about the different types of SBA loans that are available for startup um, businesses. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. Um, yeah, the SBA serves a, a very important um, and pivotal role uh, with many business owners. There's a lot of benefits that the SBA can offer um, providing SBA enhancements. Some of those main benefits include lower down payments. So if you're going to purchase a building, you'd have a lower down payment option with SBA versus conventional and also longer terms. Uh, so a lot of times if you're doing a conventional term loan, it may be limited to a certain amount of years, but if you're able to use an SBA loan, you're able to extend that year out a little bit, which would in turn lower the monthly payment to make it a little easier for the customer. Yeah, we definitely took advantage of that um, and, and found it was strategically very, very helpful uh, for our business to keep our overhead as low as possible, especially when you're first, first starting out. Wonderful. Um, so other than SBA loans, mm -hmm. um, well, well, let's start with what, what do you need to qualify for an SBA loan? Sure. So there's, it's really dependent on what you're trying to do. I think the first and most important is to have a business plan, um, to have something in place where the SBA or the bank or someone that you're talking to kind of has an idea of what you're looking to do. You know, what is your idea? How are you going to bring that to fruition? So I think that's first and say, foremost. Say it again. <laughs> uh, say a it again. <laughs> business plan. Uh, if I can speak as a lender, uh, at times we're like painters. So we have a blank canvas. Um, we look to you to provide us the information so we can paint that portrait of what your business looks like or what your business is going to look like. Um, so let's just dig a little bit deeper. So as a lender, when you're looking at a business plan, are there yeah. certain components that you're looking for in that plan? Absolutely. So first and foremost, we want to know what are you looking to do? Where are you looking to do it? Um, and really projections. So have you sat down and said, here's what this business that I'm thinking about doing, what is it going to cost me a month to run? What would be my personnel expense, my estimated utilities? 
digging deep into the numbers and making sure you have some level of assistance. CPA is a phenomenal way. Sit down with them, help them understand your operating model, and they'll help you understand how that's going to come out logistically from a finance perspective. Um, and then from there, just making sure that you have your financials. So we will definitely require tax returns, personal financial statements. So yes, a customer would need tax returns, generally three years, a personal financial statement, schedule a business debt. And if it's something of a, a startup nature, we would want to see uh, projections for at least two years. Okay. Um, and what about personal um, bank statements? Um, not necessarily. We okay. use a personal financial statement, and what that'll do is it'll capture all of the assets and all of the liabilities from the individual. Okay. Um, so I think, too, sometimes a lot of people will be concerned about their credit score. Mm. So maybe can you talk a little bit about what that might look like, what, sure. what people should expect? So one of the first and, and most important things with credit um, – is just to check it. I think every person should get a three bureau credit score yearly uh, for a couple different reasons. One's to make sure there's no fraud or anything on there that shouldn't be. A lot of times, you know, there are credit files where they might have wrong information. That's number one. Um, and number two is to make sure there's no past due collection judgments, anything out there. And you want to make sure you get it from all three bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They all report differently yet they all capture the same information. So once a year, you should be getting that full report and going through it and making sure everything looks okay. Could you talk about the difference between a loan and a line of, a line of credit? Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, that's probably the most common question that's asked. Uh, and there's three main differences. Uh, the differences are, number one, the rate, uh, number two, the availability, and three, the payments. So when you're talking about a rate and you're talking about a line of credit, the rate's almost always variable when you hear the word line. With a term loan, the rate's going to be fixed for either a certain portion of the loan or for the entire loan. So that's the primary difference, a fixed interest rate versus a fluctuating interest rate. The second is going to be availability. So let's say I give Erica a loan today. Erica is going to receive all of that money at closing and she's going to start making payments on that full amount. With a line of credit, think of it almost like a credit card. You pay on what you use, and when you pay down the line, you then get your ability back up. On the payment side, a line of credit is only required for interest-only payments monthly. When a term loan or a commercial mortgage is going to require interest and principal payments every month. So a line of credit, in my opinion, seems like a more flexible option as far as the months that you know you're going to generate more revenue, you can make bigger payments. If you have a slow season, let's, or let's say you're, I don't know, I want to make this up like a landscaper where maybe you have certain seasons that you generate less money, you can just make the principal payments, right? Um, and then it also gives you a little bit of that flexibility of, having some cash in reserve, not spending it all, and not paying on money that you don't need right away. Exactly. Okay. Um, what types of things can commercial loans be used on and maybe things that they're not able to be used on? Is there like certain... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing to kind of touch on what you just said was, sure. what are you going to use the money for, right? So 
A term loan or a loan is usually used when you have something in mind that you know the price and you know you're going to purchase it and you need to purchase it now. A line of credit is really used for short-term working capital or to cover cash flow needs. It's there if you need it in the event that it might be a tough cash flow month or you know, you're a manufacturer and you have the opportunity to buy a lot of inventory at a reduced price. But you know, when the money comes in, you're going to pay the line back down. So it's really of when are you going to need this? If it's more of a safety net for a cash flow perspective, then you absolutely would want a line of credit. But if it's something that you know, a piece of equipment, a vehicle, a property, that's always going to be a term loan. Okay. Um, and I don't know if there is a, an answer to this, but typically with the line of credit is the interest. I know those are adjustable. Mm-hmm. Are they typically the same as a credit card? Or are they typically less than a credit card? Sure. So almost always credit cards will be higher That's on the thought. interest rate side. Um, so lines of credit with banks are generally benchmarked against an index. Okay. Generally like Wall Street Prime. Okay. Um, then it would be a margin above that. So if you were 1% above prime and mm-hmm. prime moved, you would move along with it. So so I thought that that was the case. So the reason I brought that up was, so if you're a business, um, especially like a startup, and you count on using a credit card for an emergency, like your furnace goes or you know something like that, a line of credit is a better option for you. So that way you're not paying as high of an interest rate as a, as a credit card. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a good idea for a business to have a line of credit. It doesn't have to be huge, but it's there as an emergency if you need it. Um, so let's say I applied for um, a loan. What does mm-hmm. that process look like? How long is, as far as time? Sure. So it's really going to be specific on the type of loan that you're looking for. Um, from a completed loan application, it can be as short as 30 days from application to closing and funded. Or it could possibly be as long as three or four months if there's real estate involved, because some of the variables would be appraisals, environmentals, so on and so forth. Um, I think, too, the other thing is, and this is why we brought you on, is be as prepared as possible and have everything there so you don't slow down your your process. So um, there is an instance where we had taken a daycare and flipped it. We had purchased it. It was closed. We had purchased it, filled it with children, and uh, then sold it. Um, and there was a person that was interested in it, wasn't able to get a loan in place right away. We ended up selling to someone else. Literally, like, two days later, she was able to get a loan. So, um, you know, she ended up losing out on a business opportunity. So if you are looking at, like, maybe purchasing somebody's existing business or something that has a timeline, you, you really want to be prepared and have as many of those documents um, possible. No, again, knowing your, where your credit's at, all of those things, what kind of collateral you have. The other thing is, do commercial loans cover 100% of a project? No. There's usually going to be an, an equity portion or a cash injection from a customer. When we talk about the SBA, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be as little as 10%, yep. uh, but it has to be something. Sure. There's never 100% financing. Right. But I don't know that everybody knows that. So I think I think that's an, an important to uh, bring up. Um, and you have to have your own skin in the game, right? 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 Why would anybody finance you if you if you're, you know, don't have that um, your part in? Documents that you need to apply for a loan, I think you had, do you think we covered all of them? Yeah, I think one of the most important things, and I I want to touch upon this later, but it's really about 
your your relationship with your bank. If you have a very good communication and open dialogue, a lot of these conversations are just going to happen naturally before the projects even come about. Yes. And then when it's time that that situation may arise, the business customer and the banker are very familiar with the workings of their business and the business needs, and we're able to provide you with advice so you can you know, make quick decisions to help your business. Okay. Um, I think, too, yeah, how do people know what's the best bank for them? Should they visit a few banks? What, you know? Yeah, I think that's a very important question. Because um, it's a marriage. Know, I mean, if you're going to be around a long time, I mean, 14 years, I mean, that you know, that's not a lot compared to some businesses, but longer than others. It's really a marriage, like finding a good CPA, right? It's, a good banker, like you're like the captain of the team. <laughs> it, it, it really, you know, when you're a business owner, if there's one thing that I could stress is having a sound professional team around you that includes your accountant, your insurance agent, your lawyer, your banker, introduce all of them to each other because as your business grows, we are all going to be working with each other more and more. And I can tell you firsthand from experience, when everyone that is on that team knows each other and knows what everyone's doing, the process goes so much easier for the customer. Yes. It really does because we do a lot of the heavy lifting for mm-hmm. them. Um, so so having those those strong relationships is important. Mm-hmm. I think trusting your gut is important too. Um, you know, you, people do business with people that they like and people that they trust. So Stop taking my lines. I say that all the time. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, but really, you know, ask questions. You know, mm-hmm. you should go to different banks. Absolutely. And, and be prepared with questions of, you know, ask them the types of businesses that they work with. Or, you know, some of the industries that they may have helped. Yeah. Um, I think that's number one. Um, yeah. I, I, I do like your point of how familiar they are with your industry. Um, because be. I think that that is important because especially we just saw during COVID, as we were talking, you know, earlier, there were so many different industries that have different unique problems that really hit home for them during COVID-19. And so having the banker who understands that and may have resources, you know, within the community um, that or, or other people that they can refer you to to help you too or different things that might be available, different programs. So Yeah, and I, and I think at Bank Rhode Island, you know, uh, our motto is if it's important to you, it's important to us. Um, so we live and work uh, in the same communities that our customers and our businesses operate in. I know. You know? I finance Scott's uh, son's soccer team for many years. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very vested in the state, um, and there's there's nothing more that we like to see than helping Rhode Island businesses grow because at the end of the day, they're helping our economy, and you know we have a great state here, and you know we're proud to be Bank Rhode Island and, and help as many customers as we can. Yeah, and I know that is definitely true. Um, is there anything that you feel like startups or maybe let's, let's not talk about startups for a minute. How about people who are in the next phase? They've already started. They're pretty strong in their business. They're ready for a growth phase. Um, is there anything that you think that they should know or do or any advice you have for, for, for people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it really comes back to the, the professional team, um, yeah, a lot of clients have come to me with, with a business plan and a growth stage and said, hey, here's my market. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. 
passed it around to everyone in the professional team. Everyone was able to, to voice their opinions based on different experiences, whether it was from a banking perspective, a legal perspective. And then collectively, we all kind of make a decision that makes the best sense for the customer. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great idea. It, it really is, you know, as you mentioned at PPP, you're, you're talking to different businesses. It's the same thing when you have different people on your professional team. It's one more individual that has your best interest at top of mind. And when all those people can work together, great things can happen. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I appreciate I appreciate all the support that you guys have given us as uh, well. We're happy to do that. Thank you. Um, I would say maybe the last the last question that I would have would be um, if if somebody was let's say ready to exit exit a business um, is there anything they should know as far as like when they sell their business is there any type of information that would be beneficial to work with the banker? around that? Like, what does that look like? Like closing a business down? Yeah. I mean, the best information I could give if you were going to say, sell your business to mm -hmm. somebody else is just make sure all your financials are, are all done in a timely manner because the bank will need to see some type of historical financial data on an existing business if someone were to purchase that. Yeah. So and it, then also how to close out all of your loans and lines and all exactly. of those things as yep. well. And those are in a lot of times, you know, especially, you know, when you have a relationship bank, we're talking to our customers, if not monthly, at least quarterly. So we're going to know about these events six, 12 months in advance. So we can really start planning to make sure everything is done with the proper cadence. Okay. That sounds great. Well, I don't have any more questions. Is there anything else you want to add? Do you think we, we've covered everything? Yeah, I think there was one other thing that I'd like to add, if yeah, that's please. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a very uh, common topic in the, in the papers, on the news, um, getting a lot from my clients, and it's interest rates, uh, okay. and it's rising interest rates. So I know you had asked me a week ago, you know, hey, what do you, what do, you do when it's, you know, someone's looking at a line of credit yeah. and interest rates might go up? So I think that's a great question. The best way to not be as surprised as if you're doing something on a credit card or a line of credit with a rates variable, you should pretend that the rate's a little higher because when that rate does go up, it'll be much less of a payment shock than if you weren't expecting that. So anytime you have debt and it's on a variable basis, yep. credit card, line of credit, it's not a bad idea to add a little to the interest rate um, just in your cash flow calculations. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. I can think too at the at the end of the year when I asked my accountant, I'm not trying to get off topic, but it does connect. Um, when I asked my accountant, you know, what, you know, we were in pretty good shape this year. What should we do at the end of this year? And his suggestion, the best way to save on your taxes is pay down your debt. And so that was, that was, you know, part of his advice. If you do have a good year and you do have some money left on your line of credit, pay that down. Um, so that way, you know, it, it helps you at the end and, uh, it also keeps your line of credit clear and strong for when you do need it. Absolutely. So I think those are probably the, the things, um, that I thought were, were helpful from, from my team. <laughs> Excellent. Um, happy to be a part of that team. So, Joe, I know, but I want our listeners to know, you tell me what you think makes Bank RI different, special, unique. Sure. Um, I, I think people is very important. I think the people that work here 
genuinely love what they do uh, and they care about their customers. So that's number one. Um, I think number two is we listen. We listen to our customers' needs and we try to proactively provide advice and solutions so we as a team can collectively make the best decision. And I think three is, you know, with any relationship, I think there's there's good and bad, right? There's yeses, there's noes, there's ups, there's downs. Um, if there's a time that we can't do something, I think we're going to at least give an explanation as to why we're not able to do that, or at least provide some talking points of how you might be able to better prepare to do that something in the future. Um, and, and, you know, really... We have the horsepower of any large bank that you could imagine, but we still have that personal touch and feel of the small community bank right around the corner. I'm going to add, I think you missed two things that I thought were really important. Number one is the longevity of the people that work there. When I go into the bank, I see the same people all the time. When I pick up the phone, I can get anybody that I need on the phone and they've been there, you know, a very long time. And then secondly, the years of experience of the people that I have met at that bank are, are is crazy. Um, I'll give a shout out to Paula Pratt. I mean, she has been in the industry forever, mm -hmm. right? There are such experts that work at your bank. Uh, and almost every person that I've come in contact to has been in the field for a very long time and are experts in banking. Um, I'm sure that there are maybe some other banks that have that too, but I found that with almost Every person that I have worked with at your bank has had many years of longevity and are experts in the field. So, And thank you. One other thing, you know, when you do call, whether it's our call center, we're in Rhode Island and we're picking up the yes. phone. So if you call, we're going to answer. Yeah. So Every time. I, I agree with that. So those, those are two things that I, as a customer, stand out to me right away. Well, wonderful. So Thank you. Yeah. If anybody wants to reach out, my name's Joe Brito. Again, I'm a business banking relationship manager for Bank Rhode Island. Uh, my phone number is 401-574-1218. And my email is jbrito, B-R-I-T-O, at bankri.com. Thanks again. Thank you so much.